Every day, young people are rapidly becoming the leaders that will shape the world of tomorrow. Learn their stories. Hear their visions for the future. This is not about me and you or what is. This is about them and what's gonna be. This is not a podcast. This is a preview. This is a foreshadowing. This is a freaking time machine. This is Shades Required. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 16 of the podcast Shades Required. I'm your host, Phil Hall, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Michael McIsaac. Mikey, how are you? Fantastically well, Phil. Great to see you. Fantastically well. I'm really glad to hear it. It's great to see you too, man. And uh, with us tonight, the star of our show, Miss Shannon Elm. Shannon, you want to introduce yourself to our audience here? Uh, sure. Um, so like you said, I'm Shannon. Um, I am a student still, unfortunately, going into my fifth year of college um, out in Ohio. Yeah, that's really all I got going on right now. <laughs> Where do you go to school out in Ohio, Shannon? Um, I go to Bowling Green State University. Wow. Very I haven't cool. heard that name in a while. I was going to say, I used to use Bowling Green uh, on NCAA football, the video game, every once in a while when I needed a real challenge. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Our football team's not the best. That's yeah. why we use them as a challenge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. Team, our hockey team's good. That's very, very cool. cool. Now, Shannon, um, that's a change, so we'll have to we'll have to catch up with you. I think last time I had you at a place maybe called Finley or something. Is that true? I was. I was at Finley. Okay. It was, yeah. I Great. started so at what? Finley, and then I transferred two and a half years in. Okay. Very cool. So uh, what program are yep. you in at Bowling Green? So I am a biology major with a focus in forensics and then a double minor in chemistry and aerospace leadership because I'm in the Air Force ROTC program now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Give a big up. change from what I was at. Yeah, because you were working with horses before, right? I was. I was pre-veterinary medicine when I was at the University of Finley. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is very interesting. So give us that it's second. a little bit of a different path. Yeah. Give us that second minor one more time, just so I get it right. Um, it's uh, aerospace leadership. Air, aerospace leadership. Wow. Wow. That's very cool. And you said you're, you're in the ROTC program for the Air Force. Yep. Wow. Nice. Now, what what made you want to make that big switch from working with horses to working with uh, aerospace? Um, well, I wanted to go military and work with um, like animals and dogs and horses in the Army. And so I shadowed a military veterinarian for about a year, my sophomore year of college. And it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. It wasn't really what I thought it was. Um, they do a lot of public health inspections. Um, and I, I don't really want to do that. So I started looking for other things I could do with a veterinary degree. Um, of course, after, you know, veterinary school and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but you really can't do much in the military. So I switched to biology and then I kind of just had our ROTC program falling into my lap. 
the first, well, the summer before my junior year of college. Um, and I started doing that and I drove up from Finley to Bowling Green, Ohio to go to, go to like our labs and our classes once a week. And then I ended up just transferring to Bowling Green with my new degree because I was on their campus so much more than I was actually on Finley's campus. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I still work with horses um, in a way. I volunteer a lot through this barn. That's actually where I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah, so so tell us about that. What's the what's the barn you, you just left? It's it's a program called Hooves H O O V S, um, and it's a equine therapy retreat. Uh, facility for veterans with PTSD. Wow. So I go up there and I'll help out with their retreats. So like we'll do setup. I do a lot of the setup and cleanup on the beginning of the week and the end of the week that that the veterans are there. Um, Or like throughout the week, like Monday nights and then Friday mornings through afternoon, I help with the bar chores. So like we'll do feeding, cleaning. um, And then the owner, Amanda, will have me work with whatever horses she needs worked at that point in time so like just exercising them i give one of our other volunteers a lesson every week so it's a lot of fun that's very cool yeah yeah it's a lot of fun and i bet it helps so, them a lot oh yeah it's really interesting because like you think when you think of um equine therapy you think of like riding the horses right mm-hmm. the veterans don't get on the horses to ride them whatsoever um it's it's like a connection because when you work with horses you're essentially building a, a relationship and a bond with them and over the week or two weeks that they're at the retreat they'll like um sorry i passed the van <laughs> they'll uh they work in a round pen with a horse of their choice whichever one they feel like they have a connection to and we have veterans that come multiple times a year um for many years in a like in a row and so they have like this one or two horses that they've worked with every time. And then they just work in the round pen and say they're like feeling anxious or upset about something that's reflected through the horse um, in their body language and how they interact with the human in the pen with them. And then the owners and the therapists that are there helping out with that um, read off of the horse and then talk to the veterans about, you know, what's maybe going on in their mind and you just like connect the dots and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's really cool. Reading the body language from the horse. That's incredible. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Horses are really sensitive and uh, they pick up on a lot of things. They're not the brightest animals in the package. <laughs> <laughs> they're not very smart. <laughs> sometimes they, they are, things. sometimes they're not. Uh, yeah. Just they like any living creature. A lot of, like, key emotional things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta, I gotta say, I grew up on a dairy farm and there were horses around and I, I think the horses have the brains over the cows. <laughs> that I agree with. They were, yes. they were, they were, you know, when you grow up on a dairy farm, I mean, I think the horses that were around were probably on the upper echelon of, of smarts as far as all the animals involved. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know what that says about farm animals, but there you go. We Not still have a much. cow at the farm. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a cow at the farm that thinks he's a horse. He's kind of a jerk. (laughs) Well, does that make the. He does. He thinks he's a horse. 
Now, by thinking he's a horse, is he being a jerk or is he a jerk and now he's trying to be a horse, which is better? Is that an improvement? He's got like the stockiness of a beef cow. He's a beef cow. And so he's like, he's not short by any means, but he's not like lanky like a horse is. And so when he throws his head around and he like gets you in the stomach, it's like getting hit with a rock. <laughs> so do you do you know what do you know what type of cow i mean or, or what type of bull i guess if we're calling him a he he's a bull but um it is, a he. is it an angus it's a herford. i think it's a herford oh herford yeah okay cool yeah ah uh, yes so. of course my dad listens to this podcast so he he would be wondering uh <laughs> he would, he would <laughs> so I, I had to ask I'm pretty sure it's a Hartford. He um he's only two years old, but he's cool. He's got an attitude, that's for sure. Cool. They always well, do. Shannon, Shannon, they always do. I uh, I congratulate you, Shannon, because you know you did something you did something very very uh, wise beyond your years here. Because if I'm keeping track correctly, um, you know you ran a program and it was like. It connected with a passion of yours, right? Which is working with these animals. But then you, you had the foresight to realize that if you kept going in that program, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you weren't actually going to really enjoy your day-to-day -day life, right? Right. You're like, man, I'd have to do all these uh, public health inspections, and that sounds super lame, right? So you pivoted in a huge way and changed schools, changed majors, but you've also found a super amazing way to stay connected with that passion. Oh yeah. So, it's so great job. Sure. Yeah. Thank that's you. awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm excited. So, so, yeah. So I guess the question is what's next Phil, or is it game time? I think, you know what, can we do the game? Shannon, are you ready? Do you have three statements for us? You. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon was excited that we were playing this game. So that made me excited to play this game. Uh, so let's do it. Sounds great. Okay. Um, I, uh, I had to buy four brand new sets of tires in a matter of four months. Because there so were four, 12 four sets? Two tires. Are we four talking sets about of brand 16, new tires? 16, 16 total tires. Total 16 total tires. In four because months? There were a total, a total of 12 nails in those four sets, which is why I had to buy new tires every time. Jesus um, um when I was at training in Mississippi. Um, I got my arm caught over a board and scraped down the side of it and had a bruise along my forearm from my shoulder to my elbow to the point of where I had to go to medical and have them compress it. Um, and also in Mississippi, I marched for two and a half hours in a, a UV index of 11 and a heat index of 118 and then had a heat stroke. One of those is false. Yeah. 
Only one. Only one? <laughs> they're just, <laughs> they're so detailed. Holy, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have no clue. Mike, you get first. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the fourth, the 16 nails. I mean, that's realistic, but it also seems like it could have been any other number. It could have been like 10 nails. Still enough for, I guess there needs to be 60, at least 16 nails, right? That's basic math. Um, one per tire minimum. Um, so, uh, God, the second one seems true because that's just so detailed. Um, I'm going to go with number one is the lie, and I'm going to say there was actually 17 nails. One for each tire plus one. Okay. Well, that was the because, though. I mean, I think the, I think the statement was four sets of tires in four months. I mean, that's the, the, the true or lie. So Okay. Well, I still think that's the lie. five months? Okay. Yeah, I'll say it was like six months, but I still want to go with 17 exact nails. Wow. <laughs> So, um, no, I, I, man, this is tough. Okay. I'm going to go with three. What was that? This summer was crazy. So she was wisely. Okay. Um, man, uh, I'm going to go with number three as the lie. I don't know why, uh, man, it's, these are all very detailed. I, I have a hard time picking one out based on level of detail. Um, but, you know, I sort of a la Mike, like in, in the third one, you gave us two and a half hours. You gave us a heat index. You gave us your UV index. So I guess there was just more places where there could have been like a false number slipped in, whereas the second one was like, you know, huge arm, bruise all the way down, you know. So that one, I just feel like, less places where you could have been tricky. Uh, so I'll go with three as the lie and we'll, we'll find out at the end of the show if either one of us has any idea. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, but what, so great. So we've got that out of the way. And yes, Mike, what we're excited to talk about now is, so, so what's next? Because it sounds like there's a lot going on. Um, what's, what's sort of the big goal here? like after college yeah when you're all uh, finished or yeah i yeah. mean big picture like you know when, when, you think about, when you think about the rest of your life you know what, what kind of things do you focus on well um right now i'm mainly focusing on my last year of college because i had to add a fifth year and i'm only two weeks into it and already ready to graduate <laughs> um just but, so you know so when i graduate so you know, in may the host of this podcast had to do the same thing. Same here. Actually, I also got a fifth year of undergrad after I transferred. Well, look at that. I've and heard I a lot of people in my too. class having to do a fifth year. Yeah. I know. A lot of people at Castleton in general did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I graduate in May, I will commission into the Air Force as an officer. So that's kind of my end goal right now um, is to get to commissioning and be an officer. 
Um, I'm not entirely sure in what yet. I filled out my like dream sheet, I guess is what you'd call it, last semester. Um, okay. And I put down for that intelligence, nuclear chemist, logistics, um, information operations, and missile operations or missile maintenance are the top six that I put down. Wow. Um, yeah. Now, I wanted. Go ahead. Those all sound like they probably are going to require you. Like, is this a situation where you're picking a path and then headed into some pretty intensive training? Because those all sound like places where, you know, they would require some specific training. Am I crazy about that? No, you're not crazy about that. I would need, I think, for any type of missiles, if I remember correctly, it's, it's like four or six months of just like introducing you to the lifestyle because you work I think it's four days three days of 24-hour shifts and then you're off for four days in a bunker so they like kind of introduce you to that lifestyle but then intelligence which was my number one choice I think is like six to eight months of training for in tech school um and then your first assignment so I I'll sign an eight-year contract when I commission. And four of those years have to be active duty. They don't all have to be active duty, but that's my plan right now. Um, I really want to either travel all over the place or go out west and work in a bunker and have my own little ranch <laughs> in like Wyoming or Montana or something like that. Um, so that's why I put missiles down. But that's the only plan right now is getting to the Air Force make try to make a career out of it because i'm not really looking to settle anywhere anytime soon and see what happens from there cool so okay so um you know i went to i went to norwich university for a year as a civilian um but i was in school with a lot of people who were sort of were bound to commission when they when they graduated right mm -hmm. um now with them oftentimes whoever they were going to commission to was footing the bill for all their school and right. then in exchange you know they they would i think they contracted on now i think most of the guys i knew and went to class with were, were going to be u.s army there were a few marines um right. that i remember but i remember they were commissioning for either four or five years i want to say and the, the trade-off was kind of that their their undergrad had been paid for, if I remember correctly. Um, so when you when you sign on for eight years, I assume there's some sort of motivation for you to do that. Like, is there, you know, what is the Air Force doing for you? Yeah. So for ROTC, it's it's more of like a you join the program you check all these boxes on your list there because you have to make certain requirements and you have to pass certain tests and stuff like that. Um, but for ROTC, Air Force side at least, is a lot more competitive for scholarships. Um, I'm not on scholarship. I, I, was, I talked to my detachment commander a year and a half ago because he asked if I wanted to be put in the pool for it. And I personally don't need it, so I didn't need to be put on scholarship. I can enact my GI Bill afterwards to help pay back. My, my uh, loans from the University of Finley, 
but okay. Bowling Green has been really generous with academic scholarships that they've given me. So I've okay. ab been able to pay off that thus far. Um, but so you can apply and like compete for a scholarship your senior year of high school um, or like in, in college, you get put in like this giant mixing pool um, around your sophomore year. And uh, they'll, if you get selected, they'll pay back whatever you paid for for your freshman year and then they'll cover you um, as long as you stay in the program. But once you're out, you are making, I guess the, the, the part that's enticing for most people is once you graduate and you commission, you're an officer. So you're not going in as enlisted. So you're automatically getting higher pay. Um, you get yeah, your first base assignment, stuff like that. So it's kind of like, well, that's what you're going in for. It's like, you're, you're gonna have more responsibility. You get more um, leadership opportunities. You get more of like the chance to be a role model to people as well as getting more, more pay incentive. Yeah, that makes sure. sense. Yeah. Yes. yeah. No, I mean, I just had to ask because you gotta understand, mm -hmm. she, the longest contract I've ever signed in my life was for two years and I got out of it after one. So <laughs> I'm sitting here going like, I can't even imagine signing an eight year contract. I hope there's a signing bonus. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I'm sure there is of some kind, but uh, yeah. yeah that, well, that's awesome. I just, I'm so impressed because the thought of signing on to do anything for eight years scares me. But then again, yeah. I, guess I, had, I guess I had kids. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm not planning on having any kids anytime soon or getting into a relationship anytime soon. So I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess we just, we just make our commitments in different areas. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I think the yeah. hardest part, I think the hardest part of getting into the air force, like on that track right now is my security clearance is once I get picked up for a job, which I should know in October. Well, they say I'm supposed to know in October, but that might mean like January. Um, <laughs> But once I get picked up for that, uh, intelligence, missiles, and um, nuclear chemists all require uh, top secret clearance. So that's like a eight to nine month process that I'd have to get going. So yeah, if I have to put people down that I had spoken to in the last 10 years, you'll be getting a call. <laughs> cool. Both of Very you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll be ready. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, I know, I know you had, you know, you were, you were never any trouble uh, in high school. So at least, you know, if they go digging in your files back to high school, they're going to tell that to Tom. A, perfect, a perfectly good student in high school. But, um, very cool. So let me ask you this question, Shannon, because, um, you know what, to just be honest, again, like thinking about this from my own perspective, I remember as a young person, I, I remember at, at points in time, more than one, um, when I was sort of thinking about what I was going to do from, with my life. And actually this got suggested to me by a couple of people. Um, the thought of serving my country, you know, was there. Um, yeah. and, and just to be totally honest, like I kind of came to the conclusion, I'm sorry, I'm going to curse on the podcast, maybe for the first time ever, which frankly, oh. episode 16 is a miracle. Um, but it's cause I, I'm was, here. <laughs> I think I yeah. just, I think I just kind of understood that I was too chicken shit. Like there's, so, you know, I sort of just had that understanding about myself. And so, you know, I, I obviously never went for it. Um, so, but let me ask you, like, what's your drive there? What's your, what's your drive to serve your country in the, in the way you're, you're about to? I have realized that I like, I like being that role model to people and like being that person that um, people come and ask advice for. 
and like that's the jobs that I picked is like it's gonna be you know if I commission it'll be like lieutenant elms and then subordinates underneath me and then I like working in groups of people and like working for the mission um and then I also have a big military family so I've been around like a bunch of different lifestyles so like I have a cousin that's a marine or former marine I have one that's in the navy um my dad was in the air force my grandfather was in the air force and army and all like almost every branch except for army um you know before the air force split from them but I don't know I like I like the the lifestyle and the drive that they teach us in in ROTC our officers are really blunt and open with us about like their lives um and how it affects like their families and stuff like that and their their wives and husbands and kids will come in and like just have lunch and like well chit chat and talk about it and stuff like that I don't know I I like the Air Force because I like the Air Force lifestyle I don't think I could do like Marines or Navy or anything like that um it's a little bit too grungy for me. <laughs> well, I was gonna say for a couple of guys that have no idea, you know, what what are, what's the difference? Um, for when I when I explained it to my sister, it was more like Air Force is very much technologically based and information centered. So like we'll take air power, right? But we have coordinates, we have intelligence, we have reconnaissance that we've already collected. And we come up with, as the military as a whole, you know, we have the overall mission to like support and defend the country, right? So mm-hmm. we'll take every possible situation or scenario that could happen and come up with a plan. So there's there's always a backup plan and always a route to like go down in case something goes sideways or like your initial plan doesn't work. Um, and I'm super into that. I like having a plan for everything. Um, and when you compare like Air Force to say Navy or Marines, they're going to do a lot of like sea ops or like, you know, the SEALs they send in without the support of the Air Force, they're kind of screwed because they have like a U, what is it, like a U-28 plane or something like that um, is the type of plane that collects all of like the reconnaissance or intelligence that they then send to the Marines on like, hey, here's your coordinates or like the SEALs, here's your coordinates, here's how many guys, this is what we can see on sonar stuff like that um so it's more like we get the info and then we disperse um and i like doing that that's cool yeah that makes sense all right thanks that was a great explanation i appreciate that (laughs) cool what do you got mike you got any questions um actually you took mine the big one that she just answered um so i i mean i kind of asked you know what was after college um and I guess was I guess the big thing, Shane, was um, you said like you had a lot of influence with your with your family. Was that you know you had a lot of family in the military? Was that the driving factor you think, or do you think it was just you kind of when you like as you got older, like this is what I want to do, even if my family wasn't ha- like wasn't you know involved with it as much? Do you think that your your path would have led this way, even without having a family that was so decorative? or decorated I think think it would have still led this way um because like I didn't go out searching for an ROTC program Mm -hmm. um I talked to a couple recruiters for the army um like to get in contact with a military veterinarian a couple years ago um but other than that it kind of just fell in my lap um right and 
when I was pre-vet, it was, I don't want to say it was difficult, but it was like unnecessarily difficult and like little things that just didn't need to happen, happened. I started to like strongly dislike working with animals. And when I realized that, and I like clicked those two things that I didn't even want to go work with horses, Mm -hmm. I was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. So I stopped um, doing that. And then I got an email from Lieutenant Colonel Guerin, who's retired now. Um, He was our previous detachment commander. It was just like a mass email because my school is involved in our detachment. There's like seven schools, I think seven or eight that all drive to my university on Mm -hmm. Tuesdays um, for class and lab and stuff. But it was just a mass email sent out. And then I saw it and was like, oh, that'd be cool. So I emailed him and in a matter of like two weeks, I think my degree was changed. I was registered for the program and I was in the process of applying to Bowling Green to like transfer, Mm -hmm. but I've gotten really into my faith as well this last couple of years. And I have really no other explanation for why ROTC is working out as well it is as well as as it is other than like this is a path I feel like I'm supposed to be on sure um because it just it works out it's it's like a good time I've met a lot of people made a lot of friends um right so I think at some point at some point I would have eventually found my way into the military (laughs) yeah no 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 doubt that was great um and yeah I mean sounds like you're you're doing what you want to do and it was meant to be so one way or another, it seems like, yeah, that was, that was exactly, you are exactly where you were, are supposed to be. All right, Phil. Um, cool. Yeah. You think it's that time? It, uh, it reminds me, it reminds me, I'll just share this with my audience, with the audience. It, that reminds me, Shan, what you just said uh, of a book I just read. Um, and it's called I Kagai. And just really briefly, um, you know, what that is, is it talks about blue zones uh, in the world, which are the places where people live the longest and are the happiest. And um, it was talking about uh, this blue zone in Japan where everyone talks about Aikigai and it's something they start teaching at a really, a really young age. And it's a combination of, you know, what you're good at, um, what you're meant to do, what you can make money doing. And, and really it's just kind of your purpose, right? But what they teach these folks, um, you know, is, is that the most important thing in life is to connect with your Aikigai and, and to let it, you know, motivate you in, in every single thing that you do. So I think for those of us, Shannon, that are lucky enough to get to do things that really connect with our purpose in life, you know, like sort of like me getting to go to a school every day and, and do what I do. Um, and, you know, and, and Mike with, you know, the amazing things he does with people through coaching and strength training, um, you know, w- once you can connect to that and let that motivate you, I, I, I really think you've kind of made it. Um, and then you just really kind of just keep trying to get closer and closer, um, to that purpose and, and that person, uh, you know, I, man, you're, you're way ahead to where I was at your age <laughs> in that regard. So uh, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. So I do think Mike, you were about to you're about to send us into game land, I think. Am I wrong? I think so. Uh, no, no. Um, I, uh, you know, with this situation, uh, Shannon, um, the if if I wasn't why, I think it's going to be very easy for you because um, our if I wasn't why is going to be if I were a branch of the military, which would I be? So for you, Ooh. Shannon, that's super easy. But I think it'd be fun, Phil, right. if you and I 
went. Yeah, it will be fun. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to go first, Phil, or? <laughs> I, I will, I, man, I will go first. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you that I was, I, I had these thoughts serious enough as probably a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. that I, that I did talk with my guidance counselor about the U S coast guard Academy. Um, and I remember telling someone that I was interested in the coast guard and them saying, you know, using the term, of course, I'm not trying to disrespect the coast guard on this podcast, please. No one take no. it that way. Um, but I remember someone, someone sort of like using the term knee high sailor and, um, we go to, we go like to the beach a lot with the kids and stuff. And something I've realized about myself is that I don't really like swimming. Um, I like sitting in water. So I'm not the Navy. I think I'm the Coast Guard. You want to know what's funny? My junior year of high school, I applied to the Coast Guard Academy. And the Department of Defense delayed my application for my medical review, like my medical exam I had to go through, by a day past the uh, the closing date for applications. Wow. And you were yeah. probably devastated in that moment, right? I was. I, no, I was so ticked off. I was like, you've got yeah. to be kidding me. <laughs> and, but everything well, happened. where you are now. Reason, right, right. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that would be my answer, Mike. Be- and, and only because I prefer sitting in water to as swimming. opposed to so swimming I must, be, I must be coast guard yeah i uh i was actually gonna go with coast guard but i'm gonna change it because you took it already uh shannon we obviously know your air force right <laughs> um but I, i'm gonna go with uh space force okay oh <laughs> since you took mine phil simply so you go I, with a fake one I am out of this world. That's why. (laughs) We had the very first cadet from my detachment got picked up for the Air Force last year, and he's a lieutenant now in the Space Force. Wow. Mm -hmm. He's too smart. He's way smarter than I am. That's awesome. Well, he probably knows he gets to sit out in space and guard against, I don't know, comets. I don't don't know what they're going to be doing up there, but. I don't know. Maybe fixing the space station. That seems like it's always breaking or something. I don't know. Yeah, and that was interesting because we literally already got Shannon's answer. I mean, she's Air Force because Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. well give it to us one more time, Shannon. How how did you put it? Like why I joined the Air Force? As opposed to the other branches, you felt like the Air Force was you didn't you didn't use the word cleaner, I don't think. What did you say? No. <laughs> Technologically <laughs> sounder. Yes, more technology based. Yeah, it's I like collecting information and like getting the reconnaissance and intelligence and stuff like that, or like having knowledge I know nobody else does to then like give it to the right people. Yeah, leadership and brains that does that sounds like leadership and brains. Yeah, (laughs) all right, I want to know, I want to know which one of these things is false, though. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, the one that was false is the bruise down my arm oh i did get a bruise and i did get my arm caught on a nail but it was just the pressure 
right on my muscle and I didn't tell anybody about it and didn't go to medical because I didn't want to lose any time. <laughs> oh my God. We but I did have to get, I jumped. did have to get four brand new sets of tires in about four months um, because of construction zones and nails. Um, yeah. And uh, we did march for about two and a half hours in full camouflage gear in a UV of 11 and an index of 118. And I oh did have gosh. a heat stroke. <laughs> my God. Wow. You I'm, sorry. That. I'm sorry for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's know, the only I thing guess, I had to go through because I don't have I to guess, go through basic training. <laughs> I guess if I look back on it, the second one kind of sucked the least. So I should have like thought about that. That one was the lie. Right. I mean, if all three of them were true, like that one probably would have been like the least painful experience. And I'm just thinking about pain around buying four new sets of tires. Cause I've bought yeah, tires and they're, they're, it was rough. they're really expensive. Yes. You're exactly right. It was wow. rough. Wow. The, first time, the first time when I went to go get like it patched because I could, I was, it wasn't holding air. One of the tires wasn't, I go in and the guy goes, yeah, we can't patch this. And I'm thinking, okay, he's trying to like screw me over. Cause I'm like a girl going into a car garage. Right. And he's like, no, let me show you your tire. And there were five nails in it. Wow. Oh, you only saw one. I only saw one. And he's like, there's uh, there's a cluster of three nails over here. And there was two on like the edge of the tire. And you can't patch those. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I was driving back to Vermont. And down my driveway, I punctured a hole the size of a dime in my tire. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Whoops. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> there you go, kids. Don't speed through construction You didn't have to. <laughs> don't drive where there are nails, ever. <laughs> don't drive where there's nails. No, don't drive through Ohio in a construction zone because yeah, they don't clean up. All right, Phil, anything else you want to add before we get no, out of here? I just, no, I just, I'm, I'm so... I'm so happy you came on, Shannon. Um, wow, so so cool to talk to you and hear about all this great stuff you're doing. And I want to thank you in advance for your service. I'd be remiss thank if I you. didn't do that. And to tell you, I'm so proud of you. And uh, this has been wonderful. So thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I had a good time. <laughs> I'm glad. Of course. That is the point, right? <laughs> right. Mike, thank you. That was uh, another great episode, and it's always nice spending time with you, Mikey. And uh, of course. great choice, great choice for the If I Were and Why. Great job. So, oh yeah, that's all. That's all I got, guys. All right. Well, uh, Phil, then uh, take us home, and uh, we will get it going next time. All right. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for spending some time with us today, everybody. We hope you have a great day. And stay positive.